Welcome to episode 64 of Fumble Podcast. Uh, I have the distinguished honor of having a very uh, renowned guest with us tonight or today. Um, and uh, he's an author. He has, uh, he has published his book, Midnight Musi Musings, um, and it is out. I believe on Amazon and where else can they find uh, midnight musing? Uh, Amazon, like you mentioned, uh, Google Chrome, Barnes and Noble online. Yeah. Uh, Kudu, I believe it is. And those are the, the four main. Four ones. main. Okay. Excellent. So basically it's very easy to find the book and I'll have that in the description as well as on the screen here. It's for you to see for the audience. And, um, Amazing. And we, and we discussed uh, beforehand about uh, one of the poems uh, in there um, that I'd love to get into. Um, but real quickly, how long have you been a fan of writing? Uh, from what age did you enjoy writing? Oh, well, it, it's funny. I, you know, I've been around for a couple of years here. Uh, but my first, uh, the first piece I ever wrote, uh, without going into huge detail, uh, I was 14. And um, I was in English class, freshman in high school, and my English teacher, and oddly enough, that was the only class I pulled A's in, you know, everything else was terrible, C's and B's. Yeah. Uh, but my English teacher, Mrs. Westfall, she was a big influence on me. And what I would do, because um, I was always, always have been kind of singular in nature, I suppose, uh, what was relaxing for me is I would ride my bike, you know, uh, on my after school and what have you. And, and I mean, I would ride 40, 50 miles. I would love it and ride into the country. And uh, on one such occasion, I, and I always had this habit, of course, that's sort of days gone by now with computers and whatnot, but I always kept a little pad of paper with me and a pencil. And, um, <clears throat> And on one day, uh, I was riding along, and uh, it was pretty warm out, and so I stopped by a river, you know, and I wanted to just relax in the shade for a bit. And as I was doing that, I was sitting there and just observing, I looked up and I saw this leaf coming down. You know, it was autumn. And I watched as it sort of worked its way into a little what the, what I call a side stream. Uh, it was like a rivulet. Uh, and I watched it hit the water and there was a series of rocks and everything. And, and the leaf was making its way down, you know. And eventually uh, it hit what we would call the rapids in the stream, right? Mm. And uh, it the rapids uh, became too much for it. And <clears throat> I thought of it as a little boat, you know, and uh, the water began to come over the bow, as it were. And uh, it struggled and it tried, and, but then it sank to the bottom of the stream, you know. And I was like, 
wow, that's, that's fascinating. So I had my little trusty pad and pencil and, and I wrote, wrote everything down, you know, and it was called Travels of a Leaf. I had never written anything before. I turned it in the following day to my English teacher as extra credit. And, um, you know, she read it and she became very angry with me. Oh, and wow. yeah, and I was her favorite, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, Mrs. Westfall, what, what's the matter? I don't understand. She very adamant. She said, I want to know where you got this. I'm so disappointed in you that you would, you know, take this from another source and try to pawn it off as your own. Um, and I looked, and of course, in those days, you always respected your teachers. Okay? Yeah. So, but I, I, I don't, you know, it's like my integrity was being impugned. And I was like, wait a minute. No, yeah. I it was wrote so this. good. It was so good. She thought you were plagiarizing. Yeah, yeah, and I didn't. And, uh, yeah. <clears throat> you know, I got angry and I proceeded to tell her the, how it came about. And she looked at me and she said, you really did write this, didn't you? I said, yes, I did. Mm -hmm. And she actually apologized. And, um, <clears throat> um, you know, gave me, of course, extra credit. And she looked at me and she said, you've got a real gift. You need to continue to use that gift. Yeah. And that was my, my first wow. piece there. That's amazing. Yeah. At 14. Wow. That's great. I relate. Uh, not from the writing side as far as literature or poems, um, <clears throat> but from the musical side, because that's what where my strengths were, was always in. in oh, yeah. So yeah. I was from a young age. I, so I can un I relate to that um, almost euphoria when you when you feel like, you know. Yeah. It just yeah. Well, I'll tell you. I mean, I know you know this, but, you know, music. I don't know what I would do without music, um, <clears throat> but it brings life to the words that we write. Absolutely. You know, so, and, a lot yeah. of, and a lot of the great, a lot of great music that's been written, whether it's cl uh, classical rock or the modern pop or even classical music or jazz, they, they are hand in hand with poems. A lot of po poetry mm -hmm. has influenced uh, even Beethoven, right? He he wrote pieces based on poems um, uh, during his time. Uh, there's a lot of his, some of his more famous pieces were influenced by some poets. So, um, yeah, yeah, I, he's actually Beethoven is a hero of mine. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, he really people, is. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, well, nobody knows that, but it's true. <laughs> yeah, he's hearing right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, that's great. So your first, uh, basically your first crack at writing was from this leaf. Um, and the rest is history, as they say. So uh, now let's shift into uh, this poem that's within the book Midnight Musing. Um, and and yes. I read it. You sent, you sent this to me uh, recently and I uh, looked over and it's beautifully worded. Um, and I want to actually pull it up right now as we're talking about it, because there was a few points in there that really stuck with me. Um, the The title didn't come through in when you sent it to me. So what is the title of this poem specifically? Oh, uh, it is Change Your Road, Change Your Life. Change Your Road, Change Your Life. Yeah, that's I mean, just that alone. 
a lot of people can infer or you know see the implications but you have a uh, and please i'd like you to elaborate on this poem because it's it, it's a true sure. story basically. yeah if i may sure yeah of sure. course go ahead well you know most of we all be it writing or any other arena really we, we pull from our, our life experience a lot i know i do yeah um and much of what's in the book itself is which i didn't really realize that entirely at the time but it was from my life uh, that particular piece <laughs> it came about because <clears throat> excuse me um in those days before i retired um I worked a lot, like many folks, you know, uh, I averaged 70 hours a week and that's just how it was. I mean, that's what the job called for. I ran a shop and, and, um, uh, my mom, she was in a nursing home and, uh, uh, I missed her all the time actually, but, um, because of my responsibilities, I had one day a week that I could go see her. It was on Saturday when we closed early. It was only eight to five, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, <clears throat> so I would finish up my day, jump on the expressway and head out to go see her. You know, my time was, it was precious because it was so, it, there wasn't a lot of it. And <clears throat> I knew one way to get to the nursing home in the particular city that she was in. Um, Port Huron it was up here and I only knew one way you know and, and I wasn't using GPS and anything like that and so the problem was that one way that I knew took me 15 to 20 minutes out of my way to go see her mm. but it was the only way I knew and Port Huron was my nemesis okay uh, <laughs> I would get lost there all the time Mm. so i just went the way i knew mm -hmm. and uh and each saturday i remember this distinctly i'd be driving up there and i'd be grousing the whole time you know and you know if anybody looked over at me in the car they'd think i was nuts i suppose but you know i'd be angry because this is taking me extra time time that i could spend with my mom okay. And, and I knew that there was a better way, mm. okay? Mm -hmm. But I was very concerned about, shows how silly we can be. I was very concerned about <clears throat> getting turned around and getting lost, you know, in jungles of Port Huron and, and then losing time with my mom, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, and then one Saturday... I still to this day don't know how it came about. I was able to leave an hour early. Mm -hmm. And um, I thought to myself, well, self, you have an extra hour. Take the other way. If you get turned around, if you get a little lost, you're not going to lose any time with Bob. That made sense. So I went the other way. <clears throat> and as I was, you know, taking that other way I discovered that I did not get turned around I did not get lost and I cut 20 minutes off my time yeah 
And I pulled into the parking lot of a nursing home, nursing home. Uh, wonderful folks there. Uh, but as I pulled into the parking lot, <clears throat> I stopped. You know, you have those moments of clarity. And I stopped and I was like, huh, two months you've been complaining every Saturday about losing time and what have you. You took the other way. Not only did you not get lost, you cut 20 minutes off your time. And I just kind of shook my head and I laughed inside the car and I said, yeah, yeah, change your road, change your life. And I was like, oh my God, change your road, change your life. That's life. Yeah. You know, because in our own respective lives, on our own life path, you know, we can be going along a particular road that we're really not happy with. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not comfortable. It's what my nephew would call comfortable misery, you know, and, and we know there's a better way, but we're afraid to take it because we might fail. We might get lost along the way, you know, fear is uh yeah fear is a a handicap um it is yeah Yeah. it is yeah and that that's how that piece came to be you know i guess that's the point you know it was like yeah okay i took the took the other path and i didn't get lost and you know so that's how it yeah you're right that's how it relates to life yeah it's great and i'm and i'm looking over the poem here um it, and there was a line in here that I'm looking for that was that really stuck out to me. Um, <clears throat> let's see as I as I look for it here. Uh, so, how soon after while I look for it? How soon after coming up with that title in the car as you had saved 20 minutes? I wrote it that. I mean, I wrote enough because I do that. I've learned. Yeah, you know, we're, yeah. We're supposed to learn, you know. And when an idea hits you, I used to think, "Golly, that's that's so good. I'll, I'll never forget that." And then yeah. I forget it. You know, it's like, it's like the universe, whatever you want to call it, the creator will give you an idea. It's up to you at that point what you're going to do with it. It's not going to stay there, right? And I've learned to write the idea down, write down enough of it so that I know where I want to go with it and then go back to it later. So it was that evening, you know, when yeah. I returned home that I wrote that. You're so right about writing things down as a actor and comedian. Now I'm, I'm always, you know, observing for, for the comedic, uh, the humor in, in things. So I come up with ideas, whether be it be for skits or for satire or for even doing a stand-up show. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm like, oh, that's a funny uh, viewpoint on a very ordinary situation. And then I'm like, I better write it down. So I carry, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I, yes, carry I carry a, 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 a thick stack of note cards with me at all times just for that. <laughs> so um, here's the line I really I thought was uh, a very beautiful line you wrote. An army cannot possibly hope for victory if they turn their weaponry against themselves. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That, it's I, funny we, we tend to forget what we wrote because <laughs> oh, once yeah. it's out there, it's not mine anymore. It belongs to other people. So uh, that's a very uh, uh, that's a very giving uh, attitude. Um, and yeah, so that's a. Be- did you 
I mean, that's a very well put uh, line. And, and this has, I mean, pol uh, military and what everybody's views are on it um, aside, mm -hmm. that line in itself, I think an anybody can understand that. And, and it makes so much sense, the, the metaphor there. An army cannot possibly hope for victory if they, if they turn their weaponry against themselves. I mean, yeah, it's... Uh, yeah. And, and obviously, I, I, I took the metaphor as, um, in this scenario, is, is when we avoid change, when we avoid uh, new ways of approaching or, or uh, potentially improved and, and better ways of approaching uh, the same task that we've been doing for our entire lives. Um, it, 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 when we avoid it, that is similar to turning your weapons on yourself because it's like, you're not allowing your mind to evolve, to grow. And as a result, you become more and more stagnant in your thinking. And, and, and this is all based on my own experience, but please elaborate if no you i mean you're you're right on point <laughs> and yeah and i feel like it's uh until you 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 stop that tunnel vision of there's only one way even though you know there isn't you know there's more ways but because you're safe in this lane and you know yes. like, you yes. feel safe quote unquote and then you start to look at when you do look out that's when you start to see okay i thought this would be way scarier than than what it is and then you start to be like okay let me step out this way for a bit and then you see this whole it's it's like colors to you right it feels like a whole yeah yes, it's yes. colorful so um but when you did take this new route uh was that the beginning of something new in your life as far as like oh wait a minute if i apply this to multiple areas of my life it might oh yeah 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 you know i mean uh my my writing, you know, um, I mean, I, I, I didn't listen to Mrs. Westfall, okay? And I got, I, I branched off into different areas uh, for a period of time that, you know, we all make our mistakes. And, and uh, <clears throat> I hadn't, except for spurts here and there, I hadn't written in a great deal of time. And, and uh, oh, golly, it was one of my nephews that, you know, he would constantly tell me, um, you know, you're a really smart guy. You know, you should go take some classes at, you know, the local college. And I'm like, ah, I don't want to do that, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, it wasn't that I didn't want to, you know, and I knew it. I, I was afraid of it. Mm -hmm. I hate to say it, but I was. Yeah. It was something brand new. And, you know, I wasn't a 20-year-old kid anymore. I, you know, advanced in some years. And I'm like, I'm going to go in this class and there's going to be young students. And oh my God, you know, so I would just put it off, put it off. And every semester without fail, he would chide me and he would say, just do it. Try it. Try it. Why won't you try it? And then finally, after, shame to say, after about three years of this, um, he said, I'll tell you what. He said, go take one class. If you don't like it, I'll never bother you again. I promise. And I was like, well, if I'm going to do that, 
then I'm taking a full boat to classes. You know, I mean, uh -huh. do all or nothing. <laughs> and so I did. And I was, you know, working still. I was working a lot of hours. And, but, I, yeah, I made it work. Yeah. Because, you know, it was important to me. An interesting thing happened. Um, I graduated high school with an overall, <laughs> it's terrible, an overall C minus average. Mm -hmm. You know, so I never thought I was really a smart guy, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and when I took these, yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and when I took these classes, and the first three I took were, you know, uh, psychology, because that's always fascinating to me, mm -hmm. and sociology. And a brush-up course on English. Had to get that in there. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny how things work out. Um, <clears throat> the uh, professor in the English class, and by the way, I pulled straight A's, 4.0. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm smart. I didn't know. <laughs> you know? And uh, the professor in the English class, and this was supposed to be just a brush-up, you know, your adjectives, your verbs, and all that, and, well, he had a different idea. And I believe personally God had a different idea because mm. he's a lot smarter than I am, actually. Mm. And the professor was Lou Baldwin, was his name. And the first thing I, I he, he turned it into a writing class. It wasn't supposed to be that, but he decided that's what it was going to be. Mm. You know, and it was cool because in the class, there were folks much younger than me but age was not a factor mm. you know it wasn't at all mm -hmm. you know and um <clears throat> the first piece i turned in with him i even forget what it was now and he took me aside the next day and he said where did you get your training you know and i'm like uh i didn't yeah. well, no what other classes have you taken what other colleges high school that's it you know and he looked at me and he was he was you know astounded and, and i mean i'm not being arrogant because any gift we have is given it's not ours mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. it's up to us to use it of course um but he looked at me and he he said you have a writer's voice you know he said what you write is amazing and i can't wait to see what's next you know what he did is the best way I can say it, and I thanked him at the end. <clears throat> um, he flipped on a light up here, mm -hmm. you know, the proverbial light switch for visualization um, that had been it had gone dark so long ago, you know, and then the light just flooded in, and I started writing like crazy, yeah. you know, and I've kept it up ever since. Man, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful when we realize our um, our gift, or when we are reminded of it. In this case, right? Um, yeah. Because you were reminded at fourteen when you first wrote it, and then now at this point, um, how long after was it when you were reminded again by a professor that you have a gift in writing? Oh, good golly! Um, From fourteen to <laughs> well, boy, that's terrible. Uh, but it's the truth. <laughs> I was 43. 43. Okay. No, I, I only was curious because um, it happens to a lot of people, right? I mean, for me I'll also, like, <clears throat> I've been a musician my whole life, but my true calling 
if you will, uh, has always been to be a funny guy and be an actor. And, and I've always loved theater. Uh, theater, it was great because it's a hybrid of all three, music, acting, yes. and yes. Uh, comedy. So there's, there's room for all of that. So I'm al- I've always been a fan of that. But I never really uh, took the acting and comedy too seriously until, uh, just like you, when you took the new route to see your mom and you realized, wow, yeah, it, and it, yeah. it was it was clear. Or when their professor was like, "You should write more," you know. And it's just those moments of clarity are priceless because they actually shape the rest of our lives. If if we they do, and, oh, and, yeah. and for the better, you know. Uh, yeah. And that's what happened to me. Uh, one morning, one random morning, I think it must have been a, a Friday morning, just a regular day. I just woke up and I just realized I'm meant to have comedy as part of my life like i'm meant to be funny i'm meant to uh act and it was just it just i don't even know if it was a dream that i had or i don't know what it was it just waking, yeah. it was just a i wake up and i'm just as it, it, it was like in front of me i could almost see it like it was just like Pej, what are you doing this is what you meant to do go for it for years i didn't uh either pressure from you know traditional family you know not wanting to pers- like wanting to pursue a more safe route of a mm-hmm. career and all of that so but that was u- ultimately in my own head no one verbatim told me don't pursue acting and comedy you know yeah. my, par- my parents were always you know my dad was a big fan of my music which is also not that traditional um but the comedy and the, the acting and all of that was just <clears throat> For me, it was always like, nah, why would I do that? Right. It was kind of one of those deals. Right. I right. questioned right. it and I questioned it. And then I was 33 years old that that morning when I woke up. And then ever since then, like yourself, I just pursued it. And I and I realized that, you know, I'm not that old yet. I still have time to pursue it. And some of my heroes in in acting, uh, the Morgan Freemans, the oh, my uh, goodness. Yeah. yeah the, uh, he, you know, Steve Carell. These guys all got their breaks in their 40s, you know, and and Morgan Freeman even later, you know. And so uh, Kathy Bates, you know, these are all great uh, uh, examples in in acting that shows that it doesn't have to be done when you're young. If you love it, just pursue it and don't do it for for the fame. Do it because you love it. And that's exactly where my head is at now. So, yeah, uh, well, you know, maybe too. I don't know. I mean, I kind of, I don't kind of, um, I, I do look at it this way. Um, it's that old adage, uh, you know, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Well, your mind was ready, like my mind was ready at that particular juncture when you were 33. But, yeah. Okay. I get it now. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, uh, I, I do believe in the, saying everything happens for a reason oh yeah and i believe that i i believe that i I was meant to go through my teenage years and my 20s figuring it out i uh and there's nothing against music i've been a music teacher since i graduated college and and i don't regret it i love my job it's it's a fun field music will always be a part of my life um i yeah but you're you know i mean you're you're 
Now, you'll know how I mean this when I say it. You're more than just your music. And it's not just music, because music is the greatest medium in the world. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, but you're not just that. You know, you were created with several layers, several arenas within you that you can step into. You know, that's, that's, that's the beauty of it. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, and that's all I'm doing and I'm, I'm pursuing it. I'm, I'm 36 now I'm three years in and I never been happier with this decision. It's that's wonderful. There's always confirmations, right? When, when, when you're, oh, yeah. when you're on the right path, it's like, you're doing it. This is it. Keep going. Even when you have hard days, there's one reminder somewhere that just pops up to tell you, don't let this dictate how you make your next decision. Yeah, do not do not falter. No. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Life isn't meant to be perfect. It's meant to be uh, a journey, and and I and I'm learning that uh, the older I get. So, uh, well, you know, if I can just throw something in here real quick, it's, yeah, please. It's nothing to do with the book or anything, but yeah. um, <clears throat> you know, and my own doctor looked at me in amazement just recently. I, I'm bad about getting physicals and I was about 10 years overdue and mm. and um, I went to him. He was a new doctor for me. Uh, he's the one that took care of my folks, you know, and he, mm. really nice guy, very professional, very good. And so we had our initial sit down and, you know, he said, okay, now, you know, what types of medication are you on? And I said, well, and he looked he's like what do you mean none i said none as in none i i I don't take anything yeah no blood pressure medication no statins no no i don't take anything i don't don't need to and he said that's amazing you know he said what what do you give credence to that for i mean why he said everybody's on medication And I said, well, A, I said, my uh, DNA, I suppose, you know, my, my, my people are long lived. I said, that's one thing. And I said, two, <clears throat> I'm very conscious of what I put into my body, mm-hmm. you know. I said, three, <clears throat> um, definitely not last on the list. I said, but God looks out for me real fine. And I said, as in, so the last one is something I told my doctor. I said, you just, you don't realize. I said, but despite what's on that paper you're looking at, I'm only 38. And he looked at me, he says, what are you talking about? I said, well, when I turned 38, I determined that that was a pretty doggone good age to stop aging. And so, mm. so when you're 38, you've made hopefully most of your mistakes and you've learned from them if you're wise and at 38 you're still young enough to live a very full life you know i said so that's the age i decided i was not going to age any longer and he laughed and then he stopped and he said do you have any idea how smart that is (laughs) well i don't know if it's smart but i do know that the mind dictates the body. It's not the other way around. Mm-hmm. You know, as is now chronologically, of course, you know, I have gained some years. I said, but up here, I'm 38. 
You know, I said, my own guys, when I used to work 70 hours a week, they just looked at me in amazement. They, how do you, because it was a physical job, yeah. you know, how do you do this? We can't even keep up with you. <laughs> you know? So anyway, that, I'm sorry. I no, kind that's of cool. there. That gives me two more years to make mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm motivated now. No, that's, that's good. That's great. Um, you're right. The mind is, uh, is much uh, more strong than the body and, and it can will you to do things. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Some of the, some of the oldest people I've ever met, you know, it's sad really are 22 years old. Because they're old up here already. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like, guys, don't do that. You know. <laughs> yeah. No, that's great. Um, well, wonderful advice, wonderful points that you made. Um, and for everyone, please uh, go get yourself a copy of Midnight Musings. And you're also working on a new literature. Am I correct in assuming that? Yes, actually. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's actually three of them. Uh, there will be another edition of. This is kind of what the book looks like. There. This is the book. Yes, Midnight Musings, William James. Yeah. Look that up on uh, Amazon, uh, Google. It's available online everywhere. But the new hey. uh, new project that you're working on. Uh, well, uh, the way this book is written, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, it can. I guess that's the right word for it. It can dovetail into the second edition. Okay. It's kind of like Chicken Soup for the Soul. Okay. Uh, you know, there were many editions of that yeah. because of the nature of the book. Uh, <clears throat> and I'm working on, um, additionally, a children's book, which I just thought would be the easiest thing in the world, and it's not. <laughs> it's, it's, it's rather difficult. It's a challenging thing. Yeah. So you have to begin to think like a child again. Right. You know, um, which is not a bad thing. <laughs> it's a no, good it's thing. It's not. It's not. My uh, whole my whole slogan on this podcast and on my uh, online presence stems from thinking like a pure yeah. kid. Because when we think with pure thoughts, ninety nine percent of the problems that are in this world aren't actually there. It's egg, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> it becomes yeah. it becomes clear that oh, that's a that's a taught, that's a taught behavior. It's not my yes. in internal instinct is to love these people or love this idea or, or be open-minded about a lot of these things, right? Yeah. Over time we get jaded or we risk becoming jaded. We risk becoming close-minded tunnel vision, right? All the things we talked about in this episode, it, it, it happens over time. Yeah, we develop cataracts of the mind, I guess you'd say. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but uh, so that's great that you're so you're uh, in the works on this children's book. Is it going to be poems like uh, like Midnight Musings? Uh, no, actually, and I don't want to give the storyline away. Yeah, yeah, no, don't. But, uh, <laughs> Whatever you can share. Something. Uh, it's an actual. It's an actual story. Hmm. The only thing I will tell you is it's based upon or based with. Uh, the main character, who is his name is Sigmund, and okay. he's a snail. Okay, okay. he's a snail. Okay. And um, because what what had happened, I went into the uh, local bookstore at the time, and I was just curious what was out there for kids, you know. And uh, I was I spent over an hour reading children's books. Doesn't take long to read them, 
you know, and uh, I was dismayed. I, there, there's no life lessons here. There's nothing, mm-hmm. you know, the majority of them. Mm-hmm. That, that's not right. These are f- minds that are being formed, mm-hmm. you know. So I thought I'm going to take it upon myself to, to do that, that's you know, beautiful. and offer something up. So, and then the other one I'm working on, which is kind of a unique spin, uh, <clears throat> I'll just give you the title. Yeah. Okay. It's entitled We the People. Well, you know what that reference is. Right. Uh, <clears throat> we the People, Everything That Is Right About Our Government Today. Ah, okay. So uh, that's, that that's, it's going to have a real twist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that sounds intriguing. Absolutely sounds intriguing. Um, well, thank you so much, William, for joining uh, Fumble Podcast. Um, well, thank you for having me here. My absolutely, goodness. Absolutely. And uh, uh, I do want you to uh, come back on when you do have those other books published. Uh, we'd love to talk about those as well. Um, this has been episode 64 I'm Pej. You know me as Pej the Maniac on my comedy channels. And uh, this is Fumble Podcast. Yeah, it was was a twist on Taz the Maniac. But but yeah, so Fumble Podcast, episode 64 uh, with author William James. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe on my YouTube channel. And I look forward to your YouTube channel. So keep me post that, posted on that when that is uh, ready. That I shall do. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, and I will catch you guys on the next one. Thanks again, uh, William, for coming on. Oh, you're welcome. Appreciate it.